Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. All right. It is 10-1 Canada leading, uh, leading Germany two minutes into the third period at the World Juniors. Upset, though, earlier, Slovakia beat the United States 6-3. In the NHL tonight, Second period, lightning up 2-0 on the Canadians. Bruins and Devils scoreless after the first. Penguins leading the Red Wings 4-0. Flames and Kraken will play each other at 8. Golden Knights and Ducks also start at 8 o'clock. So the Flames, with a uh, win there, could hop back in front of the uh, Oilers into fourth in the Pacific Division and into a wildcard spot. Of course, the Oilers do have a game in hand. The Oilers will play at Seattle themselves on Friday, 6 o'clock for the face-off show, and the puck will drop at 8 here on 6.30. Chet, I am pleased to welcome back to the 6.30 Chet Airwaves. He covers the Columbus Blue Jackets. Former NHLer, it is Jody Shelley checking in. Oh, hello, Jody. How are you? Reed, I'm doing great, man. Uh, how about you? Great to talk to you. It is great to talk to you as well. Uh, I am I am doing quite well. Uh, interesting times here with the Edmonton Oilers. Now, you, before we dive into that, you the, the Blue Jackets were supposed to have a game last night, but Buffalo couldn't travel. Is that the deal? That's it, yeah. It was... Uh... Buffalo was a mess. It was um, a lot of ice and, and snow. They actually had all the roads in Buffalo shut down. No one was allowed to drive. Um, and seeing the video, I, you know, it's pretty uh, pretty scary. Some people did get out on the roads and then weren't supposed to, and then they had a tough time getting to them. So they've been on an emergency for, uh, well, I think it's lifted now, but as of yesterday, they couldn't get to the airport uh, the day after Christmas. And uh, so... That game got postponed, so that's the second one for Buffalo this season. Remember, they had that big snowstorm earlier, so they got a couple to make make up due to weather. Now, how hard did Columbus get hit by this? What's the status there? Well, Columbus, uh, I don't know if we got shut down. Uh, no, we didn't get shut down, but it was it was a little hairy there for a bit, just as far as travel. You know, uh, there was a, there was the the what it did read it rained, then it froze. Then it snowed, so that was just a mess, right? And that was just that lasted for a couple of days. But it was good for our outdoor rink. I've never had an outdoor rink up in December, so my uh, kids got to skate for four days. It's gone today. Now it's back up in the 40s, so over uh, zero. So that was good for us. But other than that, everything was pretty safe in Columbus. Uh, like a true Canadian, you converted to Celsius. Thank you. I, I wasn't scrambling to You're type welcome. in Fahrenheit to Celsius. <laughs> <laughs> It's about plus six today. How's that? Okay, Th- thank you. Because I I don't really. What thirty two is zero? Is that was it? Thirty two zero. Yeah, and we were down. We were down below zero, which was um, it was probably twenty below, maybe thirty with the wind chill at, at times here. So almost Edmonton weather. Oh wow. Here in Ohio. Yeah. Well, we had it cold here before Christmas, certainly, as I'm sure you've heard. But uh, we're doing okay now. All right. Here we go, buddy. Let's talk. 
Yeah, okay. I don't know if you, you watched last night the BOA, but I'm sure you've seen the video since. When you saw the Mackenzie Weger hit on McDavid, what did you think, and, and what did you think of uh, what happened or didn't happen subsequently? Yeah, I think the lack of follow-up with that tells a lot, you know. And I look at Connor McDavid as I would a goaltender. And, and I go back to, you know, I was covering a game probably a month and a half ago where St. Louis played Tampa, and Bortuzzo took the puck down the wing, didn't intend to hit Vasilevsky, but he bumped into him. And it was like an automatic reaction. Four guys, I don't know if you see the clip of this, but four guys were in a line with gloves flying in the air to get at Bortuzzo. And he understood. Um, but it just shows, like, there's a camaraderie. Um, there's um, It's just good to be stuck up for, especially the best player in the world. And, you know, he would never say probably, oh, I wish someone would have done something. But if someone did at least go over and rub his nose or, or bump him to let the entire universe know who's watching this say that's unacceptable uh, i think even Weger was expecting something so uh the fact if it w- if it was a bad hit or not it doesn't matter if i see if i'm it was a Arby was out there and i forget who else was out there well hyman was, was the other forward yeah yeah i'm like if i see him down and screaming it doesn't matter what happened the guy that's got the biggest size and knows that he did something wrong is going to get at least confronted because there's layers to that my teammates we all feel good about it the guy who just got hurt and connor mcdavid or hit and connor mcdavid he feels good about it he'll never admit it maybe but it's like okay i'm part of something special here and I'm a, I'm a big proponent, proponent, even when I coach youth hockey. It's not about fighting. It's about standing up for each other. And uh, I'd rather be in a locker room, Reed, that stands up for each other than a locker room that doesn't. And that's just how I feel about it. And I feel about it with our Blue Jackets. I saw Cole Sillinger get taken advantage last year as an 18-year-old. I didn't like it. He didn't like it. I know how he felt about it. But it got addressed this year with, uh, with Good Branson being brought in and Matthew Olivier. It's just... It's just something to um, – it, it's, it's nice to be a part of, team, of a team that it doesn't matter if you, you do do it or not. I'm not saying go fight the guy. I'm saying just go over and use your stick and push him or rub your glove in his face. Do something to let uh, your teammates, Connor, and the other team know that doesn't fly. Jody, this is so interesting to me because, you know, Rob and I talked about it on the show last night. We got a couple calls. There's been discussions today. I was saying earlier, Ryan Rashad got into a debate in the stands watching practice. And I can, I think I can hear the thoughts of some of my listeners. At, at first, they were probably thinking to themselves, see, Reed, you little soft non-athlete. Jody Shelley is saying you got to do something about it. And then they're thinking... Wait a minute, Jody. What do you mean? Don't fight him. Just going over and pushing him or talking to him isn't enough. <laughs> like well, some people want listen. eye for an eye, right? <laughs> hey, it's a start. To me, it's a start. You know what I mean? At least show me something. Yeah. To me, it's not about the fight. I would rather be on a team with a guy that goes over. I don't care if he takes two minutes. Just people. I heard people today saying it was a playoff game. It is December. It's not playoffs. There's like over half of a year left. That, that's, that's ridiculous to me to think that. I know you guys are in a playoff race. When I was in San Jose, Steve Ott fought Joe Thornton. And I think I set a record actually this night in penalty minutes in San Jose because I 
the message for me was, and this is back before Twitter and everything, I wanted everyone to know on, on uh, the sports stations that nobody fights Joe Thornton. So I went over and jumped Steve Ott. And after that, Patrick Marlowe got kicked out for fighting. There was like eight of us in the locker room laughing and carrying on with, you know, just a, a great team moment because we were standing up for each other. But I wanted to go after Ott because he fought Joe Thornton, and that was not going to happen. It's just like, I don't know. But, but for me, I... Go over and do something. You know what I mean? Those guys aren't fighters. That's great. Go over and grab them or, 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 or just at least cross-check them in the back. I mean, right. not the, you know what I mean? Show some pushback on those events. That's my opinion. Yeah, th this is – so I'm going to ask you this, and just let me uh, – I'll be a little bit long-winded, and then I'll let you, let you go, of course, uh, or let, let you take over. So, you know, a lot of times when we watch sports, hockey especially, it's like, well, you got to send a message. you got to send a message. I feel like I'm hearing you say you're actually sending a message to your teammates more than the other team. And the reason I would say that is because let's let's say I'm like a really ratty player, right? And I and I and I I'm cross-checking the best player on your team all night. And finally the start of the third period, you you grab me and we fight and you beat me decisively. And then you're you know you're yapping at me in the penalty box saying Wilkins I put you in your place. I'm going to say Jody, I'm in the league to annoy people. Like you beat me up, but I'm going to go cross check your star the next time we play, right? So I, maybe yeah. I I don't. But is the message more to your teammates saying, hey guys, at least we we did something? Yeah, my first message is to Connor. I mean, whatever I'm doing is just so that he feels like that's not going to happen again. The second one is to my teammates to say, hey, this is what we're part of. This is how we do. But then it's the other team and the rest of the league. That's just how, you know, that, that, that's just how you operate. And that's amazing the way I have to explain this to the young people now that play in this game. Like, I see it all the time where it's like you turn away from an opportunity to stand up for a teammate. You don't have to do much, but you have to at least show you care. That that That's where I find that part frustrating. But... You know, it's like the old, like, you show up with a basketball to play basketball and, and with you know, for some pickup out on the street, and there's a bully there that keeps going at you, keeps going at you, and, and then you finally stand up for yourself, and you get that little bit of respect, and then you notice, hey, this is more of a game. It's more of a, you know, we're more of a team, or you stand up for someone, and, and, and that person feels good. So there's a lot of things there, but I just think with Connor McDavid, there is, there's, there is no hesitation. It's just like running into a goaltender. When a goaltender gets run, everybody knows what to do. When Connor McDavid gets run, everyone knows what to do. That's that's my. I'm three thousand miles away watching it on TV, and I see a highlight of it. That's my initial reaction. Yeah, th this is a fascinating discussion. Not just hearing from you, but the, the various opinions. And then, so here's the other question. So, so that was. I thought that was a penalty. I thought they missed the call on Uyghur, whether the Oilers did anything or not. My, my opinion. I, 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 and, you know, Wood, Woodcroft said it today. He thought it was a two-minute penalty. But are you saying, so So let's say uh, I, I line up the best player in your team and I hit him with my shoulder, shoulder to shoulder along the boards, and I really pop him, and you see it, but you know it's 100% clean. Do, are you still going to try to fill me in or say something to me if you know it's a totally within-the-law hit? Yeah, I'm going to go take a two-minute penalty. Absolutely. Like, you know, the best players can be hit, but I don't want someone to think that they can do it again. You know what I mean? And I want him, as he's picking himself up, trying to figure out, like, where my teammates are. Or, yeah, I sh maybe he's thinking, oh, I should have kept my head up. I'm kind of like, you know what? It doesn't matter. I don't want you to, to feel that way. It's like automatic. I, I just, uh, I don't, and I hear that discussion all the time. Oh, it was a clean hit. Why is he reacting? 
because he, he's a part of something. And, and you're, the regular season is to build. And this, if this was Game Seven in the playoffs, and you know you're in, you know, yeah, that's different. But this is December. This is when you have the opportunity to, to come together. And I think those moments within games build it. And uh, whether the player, the star player, gets hit, and and you know, he never says that he doesn't appreciate it. He does. You know, you like to be. You like to be taken care of on a team, and I, I think that that's just that's how it is. And, and if you if you're going to let guys think they can take a run like that at a guy, uh, then I think you're opening the door for more uh, more things like that to happen. And, and that's the way I see it. I've always seen it that way. I just think it's a team first mentality, and the stars need to be um, they need to be a part of the group. And it, it comes together even more when you can stand up for each other, clean hit or not. It's just no. It's just like a goaltender. That's the, I think it's the exact same thing. Clean hit or not clean hit. You don't touch the goalie. You don't touch the stars. Well, did a teammate ever say to you? Maybe I'm putting you on the spot a bit here. If you don't want to get no, a name, no, you wouldn't fun. have to. Did a teammate I ever like say to you, like, look, Jody, I I got it. Like, don't you don't have to jump in. Like, let them be a fool. We're just we're just gonna kill them on the power play, or we're or we're gonna turn the other cheek tonight and annoy them that way. Like, did that was that ever? Yeah. Said? Oh yeah, I've been told that. I've been told that. Don't worry about it. It's all right. You know, forget about it. We'll get them another time. Uh, you know, absolutely I've been told that. And I was talking to Johnny Goodrow this, uh, about a month ago because he's here in Columbus now. I don't know if you guys heard that. He signed with the Blue Jackets. Uh, anyways, he, he, <laughs> so he's, uh, you know, I see him get hit a couple times, and I, and I talk to him. I'm like, Johnny, I don't like, I don't like you getting hit. He goes, I don't like it either. But he goes, I told Gabranson because uh, Gabranson went up and asked him, uh, you know, I, I should go get that guy. And Johnny's like, no, nah, don't worry about it. And I said to him, I said, he shouldn't ask you that, Johnny. He shouldn't ask you that. And Johnny didn't say anything, but it's like, you know, those are the things that it, I don't know if it was just part of my existence where it was like I had to make sure I justified my role in every situation, but that was my mentality that, you know, whatever he thinks, it didn't really matter to me. It was part of what we were doing was, hey, that that's – that's our guy. I did it with Rick Nash all the time. I mean, Rick, you know, still we talk about it once in a while how, you know, he was a star and I tried to do things to make sure he felt comfortable on and off the ice. And, and we had a great relationship because of it. So just far to being a teammate and, and, and understanding some of the things that those guys have to go through as superstars because it is different than the rest of the team. Now, I all, and I was making the point before the 630 News, before you came on, I do think the the generations of hockey players – are growing more and more distant from not just fighting, but perhaps any sort of retribution or aggression. Oh like, yeah. Like so, like for for the for those guys, I, I I don't know how many Oilers even considered doing something to Uyghur. You know what I mean? Or, or on any team. Well, if you look at the teams that have won lately in, in recent in recent history, there there is you know I look at St. Louis. I think they're a throwback team. I think no, that fair team point, when yeah. I went in that locker room. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, a, they're a team that's won, and they, they take care of each other. You know, that's a team that, that takes care of each other. When I look at Tampa, I feel the same way about them. You know, I feel like there's a dynamic with Patrick, not just Patrick Maroon, but there's other guys there, Sorelli, guys that, and Kalorn. They'll, they'll do things that's, you know, they can be a nuisance off, uh, you know, on the in the game. But there's also an impact and an understanding that, you know, they take care of, they're stars. No one takes advantage of them. So I, I think that teams that win or teams that are, are, are getting there, I, I think there's a certain uh, – I look at the Bruins too. You know, I like the way the Bruins are built because I feel like they all really care for each other. 
And I know Nick Foligno real well, and he's a kind of a part of the pulse of that team now. And there's a way that it's always been there, but there's a way that they they really, really uh, respect each other in their roles. So I think when you have that, it's not something you need to explain. I think you're brought into it, and you understand it, and it just happens. And then you can explain it after, because everyone's going to have questions, of course. Especially okay. for the clean hits. Okay, I'll throw one more at you. So, so the so the Uyghur play aside, uh, and as you know, Brownie and I talk about it after every game. I talk about it most nights on my show to some extent. How the Oilers are doing. Team team defense has been a weakness for most of the year, and not just putting that on the defenseman. I'm talking about team defending. I, I would identify that as a weakness. And Rob and I often use the term they could use a little more beef. You know, <laughs> on the back end, yeah. maybe a forward, right? Like just, just some beef, which I think relates into that toughness. It, how much of a drawback? Like how much of a negative do you see that for the order? I mean, for, like let's just throw the Uyghur play out. We know even without that play, they often feel their way into games. Um, they, they're not great at stopping the cycle. Uh, they're not overly intimidating. I, now, I, I would agree with people they are lacking some of that. How how much of an Achilles heel do you think that is going to be for the team moving along here? You know, it's interesting because you look at the teams that have won again. I always go back to those teams like we always do. The, the Jack Johnson last year for the Colorado Avalanche had a perfect role, right? He, he played with Eric Johnson. Those are two big guys. I think you need one pair that can play that way. I really do, but they're more of a shutdown pair. They're hard to play against. Uh, but the key is, if you look at the New Jersey Devils, John Marino uh, being picked up from the Pittsburgh Penguins, and then you have Dougie Hamilton healthy, they can get out of their own end clean. They can they can anticipate a play, stop it, make one pass that leads to one more good pass, and then when you have that, you can keep your speed to the neutral zone, and then you're, you're on the attack. Plus, they can also lead the rush and bring up that second layer. So the problem, when I watch the Oilers, it seems they can't get the puck off the wall to break it out clean, that first pass, and that is so important. And I think when you watch the teams, a lot of them in the East are doing it. It's with the Foxes that are in, in uh, New York. It's it, They can calm the play down. And I think it's maybe not the beef, but I think again, I think it's a good pair that could have some beef to, to, to shut down roles. But I think it's someone that's a little more organized, and then I and I don't understand why Pittsburgh let Marino go, because he's a good skater, he's smart, and he makes a great first pass. And I, and I think it's just it, it, when you see it, you notice a difference. And I think that that helps a lot of the things you just talked about, Reed, especially in the D zone and and, and trying to clean it up and, and not play down there so much. Jody, as always, uh, this was an incredibly beefy discussion. You know I love having you on the show. Uh, you're, you're a great friend of the program, and uh, these teams still play each other a couple times, so I hope we have the occasion to talk then, my man. Hey, anytime. You got my number. I love being on. Keep up the great work, and, uh, yeah, hopefully to see you soon. Thanks, Reed. That is Jody Shelley. Covers the Columbus Blue Jackets, of course, as a family in Edmonton and area as well. Uh, I love the way he explained it. I, I, I thought I, I thought that was great. Uh, again, an, another way to, to look at this, and uh, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll discuss further because I think he put a lot out there. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. If you want to chime in, I'm at Rogers Place. Skills competition starts soon. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one of a kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. 
At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. Yes, if you hear stuff in the background, a little pre-skills competition presentation going on here at Rogers Place. You can get in touch at 780-496-0063. Got some really good uh, text messages written in tonight. You can also email me inside sports at 630chat.com. And you know I always get a little emotional when I get an email, so please send me one. Uh, I got a really, I got a few interesting messages, but I'm going to say there's one from David that I'm going to save till after the news because I, I think it's very good. I think he makes some very good points. And uh, I, I think he's he's going to force me to change some of the language that I use when I'm talking about the Oilers. So I will get to that. Scott writes in, he says, it was an unintentional hit on McDavid. Should have been a tripping penalty. What about the dirty hit on Leon at the bench? Why are we not talking about that one? That could have been dangerous because he got pushed into an open door. And... Let's face it, in a hockey game, there's a lot of dirty stuff that goes on that we don't see or might not uh, be a factor in the game because it happens away from the puck or doesn't happen to a star player like McDavid. Uh, clearly, Drysaddle's a star, but that, that's a fair comment. That was, that, I think it was Lindholm that shoved him. That was a dangerous play. JT says, pushback sends the message to the officials. Also, the refs likely thought it was a good hit if the Oilers didn't react. 